Action. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of your Average Criti- Critics. Oh Yay. my god. Wow. Oh, no. That's the thing, right? So That's why you need to write it down. We need to write it down. Yeah, so it's going to be a shambolic podcast already, I guess you can tell. Um, so yes, we are your Average Critics. Uh, I had a mild speech impediment there. Um, so how are you guys? We're joined by Chris and Obi. I'm alright, right, yeah. I cried last week. Why? Whoa. For the first time in like, I don't know how long. Yeah, we're not eating sweets in this one because that that ruined the one. I haven't cried since my Ray Bans. Your Ray (laughs) Bans? Why did you cry about your Ray Bans? I didn't hear about that story. I heard about it, but I wasn't. I was just bare bare emotion, then I lost Mm. my Ray Bans, and then it just. To be fair, how much are Ray Bans? About 140 quid. I'd cry about it. I'd kept them the whole holiday. Did you cry because you lost your Ray Bans? No, no, no. I think it just little tears. It wasn't like I was like bawling my eyes out. So why did you cry, Obi? I went to church with um, Ketchy on last Sunday. And I'm in church in ages. But like, it was like this this church that she goes to, so I'd never been before. And it was like this whole big like song and dance and those like uh, concert and stuff like that. And at the beginning of it, they do like a thing called, it's like called like praise and worship or something like that. And then they, people like, they either go online or they write a bit of paper um, and they submit in like things that they're praying for. And then, and, then, and things that they're thankful for that they had prayed for previously and he was just like reading stuff out that people prayed for and the, uh, what did he say he said something like he said um, so someone was praying because their dad got cancer someone was praying like for to help them out because they were in like dire situation in the job someone was praying they could get pregnant and I was just hearing all these things that people people were praying for and I was just like literally I had a massive lump in my throat and oh, I was right like, in the fields mate yeah and I was literally I was just, just like looking at this guy I was looking at Ketchy I was looking at this guy and he just see, what did he say and then he says, started saying stuff that people were thankful for and then it was like that I'm pregnant, blah, 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 stuff like that. And literally, tears start streaming out of my eyes. Aww. I was like, as soon as I put the face, and I was literally like, I was just watching it, and I was like, literally, tears fall down my face, and I didn't know what to do, because I literally haven't cried. I can't remember the last time I cried. It was, really, it was a really weird feeling for me, because I didn't really know like, what to do. I was thinking, I was like, why the fuck am I crying? Yeah. But, but yeah, it was, it was odd. Empathy, nice. mate. Oh, yeah, nice. Because I've been told, I've been told, on many occasions I'm emotionally unavailable. Stone 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 bitch mate of bastards. So, God has right. entered you. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it was nice though. But um yeah, like bad, literally uh, as the service went on, every time I thought about that moment, I started fucking tearing up again. I was, <laughs> I was literally like, oh my god, like, I need to leave. But yeah, I'm good. I'm alright now. I'm not crying. Are you anymore. gonna go again then? I will go again. An yeah. emotional cathartic no, it, was, it was really it was really good though, because I've never been to that sort of like church service thing before. Because the church I go to is quite like a Mundane, quite like a mundane, like you know. Yeah, man, church is like, boring. Yeah, so it was a nice change. Oh, oh, we should be. What is it? Recording this video. Oh, right. so, it's, a, it's a nice change of pace. Well, that's the thing. But when I watched that film Wonder, like that surprised me, and I started, I yeah. started crying. <laughs> we're wearing little um, shamrock hats because yesterday <laughs> was Saint Patrick's Day. Got it. Got it. But no, that this thing. I wanted to go watch that film, but. They yeah. kinda, I feel like they gave away like the whole film in the trailer. What's, yeah, the, what's that cool. film we were watching? Uh, the trailer we saw on... Yeah, what what film was that for? Uh... Oh, it was um, Love, Simon. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's... That, every year, one of those films, and it's the exact same film, comes out. And yeah, it's like, did... a girl has some sort of disease, but she's very attractive, and it's like, I can't go outside, and then there's a guy who comes and saves her. Am I right? And then it's. But what are you that, talking about? No, he's just every talking, he's talking about a generic film, film that comes oh, out every year. Oh, every year. So Love Simon. Every year. So Love Simon. Yeah, but then you had. But do you know what Love Simon's? He's gay, 
and he hasn't told anyone. Oh, no, no, that's not the one I'm thinking of then. Oh. Okay. okay. That's what I was so, Love Simon is he, he's gay and he hasn't told oh, anyone. Oh, no, no, but the, the guy who is Simon in it was in a, a film where the girl couldn't go, where outside, the girl couldn't go outside and then yeah. she'd get ill. And then there's another one coming out this year with two other beautiful people. And I'm just like, the fuck? Hannah Baker's in the Love Simon. Yeah. I'm just like, why, did, why are you recycling the story? The thing is, it's just a different the Love Simon one, I think, could be quite good, but they did give away everything. Like, mm. literally. He, he's gay oh, yeah, he hasn't yeah. told anyone he goes on the internet someone's come out as gay mm. he's been talking to this person then I assume by that trailer the person tells everyone that Simon's gay everyone's perfectly fine with Simon being gay and mm. then he goes on this journey of like, self-discovery to find Blue Coming of Age yeah Dream. I watched the Coming of Age uh, TV series <laughs> oh yeah what's yeah. it it's called um, On My Block it's on Netflix on my block. oh that's a new one on Netflix yeah. isn't it yeah 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 is it, who is it? What's it about? I don't know. I seen it. Uh, it's about these four kids who are just about to start high school, and they live in um, inner city uh, Los Angeles. So it's like gangs and stuff. And one of the four kids joins the gang basically, and they're trying to like get him out of the gang base throughout the whole series, whilst dealing with their own like you know personal other stuff. And one of them's like hunting for like treasure as well. So yeah. hunting for treasure. Yeah, I'm 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 making it sound silly, but yeah. Have <laughs> you been watching all? Yeah. Oh right. They're good. Was it quick? Is 10 it? episodes and it's like 30, yeah, 30 minute episodes oh that's alright so it's not too bad uh, but I, I quite enjoy it and I'm going to watch season 2 because the way the last episode ended whew, yeah got me, got me right has anyone been watching um, Jessica Jones I'm on episode 2 no <laughs> Is it I any... still have finished episode 1 I'm uh, season 1 uh, it's, it, it's not bad it's just I just, I just can't find the time mm. to watch it it's like 43 minute episodes Is this? it's is not this... a character where I think yeah I really want to know about her is this our sexism coming in I feel like no, because I, I, like I, I did. It took me ages to do Punisher as well. Did it? Yeah, because I didn't really like it. Okay. Think how long it took me to watch Iron Fist. That's a good point. Yeah, I think Iron Fist is going to be the same for season two. Mm. I actually think all the Netflix series are going to be hard, unless because Defenders was well hard to watch as well, wasn't it? Yeah. I, thought, I thought Defenders was, was okay. Yeah, yeah. Was but, I thought Punisher was was, was yeah. yeah. Punisher was hard to get through. I think they're good, but like there's like there is loads of them, mm. and like it's like so. Watch the gifted. Um, one before last episode. One before last episode. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So I've caught up the gifted, and I was really in, engaged in it. I really wanted to watch it, but I'm watching Jessica Jones. And I'm like, okay, same kind of story. She, like mm. she is a, uh, she's a PI. Mm. People don't like her. They're a bit racist towards her. Having was it racist because she's got powers? I guess. Prejudice. Prejudice. <laughs> um. And that's what happened in the previous season, really. But mm. like, I suppose you just got to get past that bit and, until they develop yeah. it a bit more. Because it's about her and how she got her powers and all these other people who have got powers as well. So it's more origins rather than... Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I get with that. I feel like I would find that more yeah. interesting than, I, the, than the first season. I just season. haven't had enough time. Mm. That's, I think that's purely it, really. Mm. Um, or haven't been motivated to sit down and watch TV. I still need to finish. I feel like when I finish season one, then I'll be like, okay, yeah, let me mm. come to season two. Well, Jessica Jones is an example which Obi and I brought up in our two-man sesh last week, mm-hmm. um, which will be up very soon. Um, where we were talking about kind of female-focused TV and films. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was wondering, like, if if you've got got any off the top of your head that you think, because you watch quite a lot of TV, mm-hmm. any TV where there's kind of it's female focused or the protagonist is female. So Scandal and Good Wife, I watch them and they're female focused. I'm I'm not dating all of them, but they're really good shows. I'd say Grey's Anatomy is crux female focused. Uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, My sister loves Grey's Anatomy. It's oh, the woman in it. She's 
I haven't watched in ages. I've only watched up to season 10. There's, there's loads of seasons, Yeah, there's like 13, 14 now. But Meredith, the main woman. <laughs> did it, mate. Uh, <laughs> well, Meredith and her best mate, they're female characters. There was also a third female character in the... Because it was about these... Uh, in, not interns. What do doctors do? They, they, junior doctors. Junior doctors. So it was like them three plus two guys. Then... Spoiler. I, mean, I think interns are Yeah, so. they killed off one of the guys, they killed off one of the girls, then there was these three plus others. So I think that's a female dominant role and they've shown as quite strong women. In what sense are they strong? Women? Like, they're, they're determined to do stuff, they don't let things get them down and when things do get them down they kind of support each other, bring each other back up. And yeah, they're quite independent, they don't need other people. So they, do they need, do they rely on men? Do they, no, are they always I mean, in relationships? Obviously, obviously they, 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 they do have, do, do have relationships, but... One of the women in it, she doesn't seem to really want or need a man. Right. So and I don't same need with a man to make it. in in a way, it's like same with scandal. Really, like I know she has the thing with the president, mm. but she didn't really need a man. She's just. It just happens to be that part of the story, isn't it? She uh, independently, she is on her own and she sorts everything out, and she is, she is knowledgeable by far more than everyone else in the room. Like, I'm talking about scandal quickly. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah. So uh, this is the president like, one, right? Yeah. yeah. So this is the last season. This is the final season of Scandal. Mm. Yeah, season seven. I think I've like, got four or five episodes from the end now. So, um, just going to quick update because nobody, probably nobody really cares. But yeah, um, so everyone hates Olivia because basically she got really power hungry and started like, you know, um, going off and doing loads of like diabolical stuff. Is Olivia the main character? Yeah. Yes. And what's her profession? She... So, uh, at the start of this season, she was, I suppose, maybe not start, but like three episodes in, she was chief of staff to the president of the United States. So is it still the same guy? No, he's he's done his eight years, so he's oh, doing he's some right. now. It's his wife, ex-wife, Melly. Claire she, Underwood. Claire, yeah. <laughs> so Melly's the f- first female president now. Woo. And so yeah, so Liv was her chief of staff, and um, basically she started doing making executive decisions without consulting the president. Basically, oh, Melly. Wow. Melly, yeah. You can't have a president called Melly. Smelly Melly. <laughs> Short for Melly, isn't it? Just Short for what? Melanie. Ah, what do you call her? Mel? Melly. <laughs> nah, I can't get bored of that. Um, so yeah, so um, she basically, basically, the president was like flirting and slash kind of like had a crush on an ambassador from some made up country. And um, basically Liv got that guy killed. Sorry, I've got burning in the mess. Liv got that guy killed so that... Um, she could uh, sign a peace treaty or some sort of like elaborate plan, basically. And her old team, her old mates, like found out about this, basic, basically. And then she kind of like concocted a scheme to like capture one of her friends to make sure that she didn't tell her. And then they all got out, and basically now everybody hates her. She got fired from the White House, and now she's just like kind of like chilling on her own. How is she not in prison? Because if you if you bring it out in the public, then that's like she, exactly it's um what's it called mutual destruction, isn't it? Because she can just she she because she's got secrets on everybody else, she can just expose. So like because ah. she was gonna get publicly fired, but then she had like some fat like dossier on the president saying like basically if you fire me, I'm gonna release this whole thing and then you're fucked as well. So she was like, okay, cool, we're just gonna let you leave gracefully. So yeah, um, and anyway, uh, what was I saying? Where are we at now? She's on her own. She's on her own. Yeah, so she's got no. She's got no mates. Um, the. Uh, her ex-boyfriend is now her, the, the president's chief of staff and um, this guy called Cyrus is the vice president and this Cyrus is the most diabolical 
man I've ever witnessed. He may, might be as diabolical as Frank Underwood. As in, he might be. Wait, Cyrus? Yeah, he's like the old geezer. He's, he's like from season one or two, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. From, the, from the beginning, yeah. yeah. So is he, he the one who's also in 24? I thought he was like the president. Or was that the name of the president in, in one of the seasons of 24? No idea. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Sorry. So? Um, so, yeah. So, Cyrus, basically, basically he wants to be president now and he wants Melody to get the fuck out because he feels like he should be president. So, basically, he staged his own hijacking of a plane so that he could do like some elaborate speech and get it filmed and so it was released that one so it seemed to make him seem like a hero. And basically, Liv's found this out and she's trying to tell everyone, like, yeah, Cyrus is uh, doing all this um, shady stuff but no one will believe it because they all hate her. So now we're just like in like a little, you know, dilemma where people don't believe Cyrus because he's like concocted this elaborate plan to try and get away with it. And yeah, and he framed one of the old team for his, for the hijacking. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. Is it as good as House of Cards? No. It sounds quite House of Cardsy. No. Why is it? How is it not as good? It's more. It's more. It's more. It's kind of more lighthearted than House of Cards. Not. Okay. But there's still like you know people still die and shit, but. Uh, House of Cards, I feel like, is a lot more serious and a lot more, like... Like, even, like, the tone, like... Scan was very, like, bright. Whereas I feel like House of Cards was very, like, dark. Yeah. Like, even, like, like literally, like, visually. So, yeah. I know, in House of Cards and How to Get a Murder, um, they crossed over for a couple of episodes as well. House of Cards? Sorry. How to Get a Murder in Scan. Oh. So, oh, right. And they crossed over because they're both uh, show run by the same person, Shonda Rhimes. So, like, they crossed over for two episodes. Well, one episode each. That's okay. Pretty, that was pretty cool. I feel, obviously, the... Final series of House of Cards will be female driven because Claire Underwood will be yeah. the focus of it. Yeah. If they do make female, uh, they do make Claire Underwood the the female focus, which oh. I, I probably assume. Well, they, 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 they've already had a little wooden, yeah. very small teaser at the end of oh. the Super Bowl where Claire Underwood said, "My, you know, my, well, turn. my turn again or something," yeah. you know. Um, but I don't really. I might watch it just because. I, I want to watch it because I want to see it finish. Yeah. yeah, but I'm really not bothered about it anymore. Like the last couple of series haven't been great. Um, no, I haven't. It was, I thought last season was, was, was good. But one of the seasons wasn't that good, though. Season four, season four was terrible. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. 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 And also, um, another Netflix one, The Crown. Obviously, that focuses on Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. But that's only going to... The woman who plays it, isn't she only going to be in it for two seasons? And then they're going to switch... They're changing to... the cast every two seasons. Because they're doing different periods of time. Oh, so, right, um, okay. Claire Foy was the queen yeah. from... The death of so, her father in the So 40s, it's going to be a different right, queen or is it going to be the same queen? Different oh no, it's still about Queen Elizabeth, but oh, right. it's just a different actress playing her at a different stage of her life. So, well, because Claire Foy's in her 30s and she's now played Queen Elizabeth for, I think, the span of two decades. And so from, I think the next one will focus on either the 70s or 80s onwards. And oh, so right. she'll, Queen Elizabeth, I assume, will be in her 50s yeah. or something, Claire Foy. You know, they could do prosthetics, but they might as well just get an actress. Yeah. So they've got um, Olivia Coleman, if you know who she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which she's known normally for like... She's been in Broadchurch and stuff, but I still always see her as quite a comic actress. Um, well, she she won the Doctor Who one, was she? No, 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 no. Sorry, I was that's Catherine of... Tate. No, no, no. Not Catherine Tate, you dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jenna Coleman. Yeah, it's Jenna Coleman, yeah. I think, yeah. But interestingly with that, because obviously <laughs> the crown is focused on Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, yeah. but um, Matt Smith was paid more than her. For the series, mm. so I think Claire Foy got, I think it was, I can't remember the exact figures, but forty grand an episode, which yeah, if you think so, she's done two series of ten, so that's that's not like, a lot, eight hundred grand, less than a million that's for considering the budget of the first series was one hundred and thirty million, mm. and you think they paid her less than you know how much and, it's got really paid? Po- and it's a really popular series as well, yeah, Do you know how much you got paid. 
He got paid. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm assuming it'll be a, a million plus. But then, do you, That's quite low. I do agree, like, it should be a bit more level because she does a more prominent role, I assume. Yeah, she's the more prominent. Yeah, yeah. Like, but then, I, I've only seen a few episodes. Then, My girlfriend watches it. How, how much Phillip fame is, is she compared to him? Well, it's all relative. Like, he was in Doctor Who, but, like, you know, she's been in like films and you know she's she's a fairly established actress yeah no this is what and i'm also, saying though this is what i'm saying you've got just, to compare as well so what about what about like a camp if, if we make an independent film and somehow we know benedict cumberbatch you know he's a mate and we're like oh just come in for a two second slot you know like you, you feel like would someone's cameo i mean matt smith is not a cameo in this but the cameo shouldn't be paid more than the lead actor or actress and Considering the film is all the show is all about Her Majesty, like but then that's like saying okay, I I agree with you. Don't get me wrong, I agree, but it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. Groot isn't a main character in it, but yet Vin Diesel gets paid the most out of all of them. Does he? Yeah, he that's does, ridiculous. doesn't he? Ridiculous. Oh, I swear he gets How paid the most. How they can pay? They don't even that. need Vin Diesel. All he says is I am Groot. It doesn't even fucking sound like Vin Diesel. I don't even think Rocket Raccoon sounds like Bradley Cooper. Cooper. It really doesn't, does it? No. Yeah. But that's that's his good acting coming in, isn't it? Is it? Probably an auto tune. I don't know. But yeah, I think it's obviously it's very the disparity's terrible really. Um and on a quick tangent, has anyone noticed that any Netflix original series, they have the exact same style of opening credits? It's always the slow, moody, um, with like cool music and like so if you watch Daredevil, mm. watch House of Cards, oh, what, any the Crown, they they're, they're all they use the exact same like template and they just have different visuals and different sounds. Oh, but it's all nice. really slow, really like uh, mm. melancholy. Yeah. Mm. So see if you notice that, but they're all pretty much exactly. The same. Oh, sorry. Can I quickly say something because we're talking about Netflix stuff? So I was trying to quickly say something about uh, this TV show on my block that I'm watching. Yeah. Um, although I really liked it, I find it. What's that? This TV show called On My Block that, oh, I've, right. that I've watched. Although I liked it, I find it actually kind of uh, a bit, uh, I don't know, not problematic, but I was just a bit like, because basically two of the main characters are having sex, yeah, and they're like 14, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was oh, right. Because like, like uh, I didn't really clock yet, because I thought they were like, maybe like 15, 16. I was like, 15, cool, 16, yeah, fine, whatever. Upwards, that's cool. Well, so, then, well it actually depends, like, because the, the edge consent. Well, the edge consent is 18, yeah, but. Oh, it's 18. It's 18 up there, yeah. Oh, shit. So, but yeah. For, for, for my my moral compass, I was like, okay, 15, I can live with. And then the girl, the one the girl who was having sex, she was like, said something like 2004, oh yeah, that's when I was born. I was like, what? I was like, oh, wow. ew. <laughs> that is disgusting. Is like, 2004 any different from 2003? Because <laughs> if she was 2003... Yeah, 14 is so young. It is so young. It's so yeah, young. Yeah. 15, I can... Mac, 15, well, obviously, the legal, legal age consent here is 16. So one year under, I can I can get. But 14, I just feel... Like, I assume the actress, like actors and actresses are older than that, though. The actress, I don't know. The actor, he's definitely older than 14. He looks about 20. Well, He's then you old. hope that the actress is also older than that because that's even more problematic then. Yeah. There's no, to be fair, there's no real, like, you know, proper, like, scenes between them. It's only, like, kissing and stuff. But, yeah, a lot of it's insinuated. Mm. But, yeah, it's problematic. Anyway, you, and, you had been, and you had read this somewhere. Highest paid Marvel superhero actor has been revealed. This was the 23rd of August. And it's Vin Diesel. Highest paid Marvel actor. What, more than Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> yeah. Between... Between... Uh, June 1st, 2016, June 1st, 2017. 
Yeah, but there wasn't okay, a nine-man so yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah true, true. But, That's ridiculous. Vin Diesel okay, does not need to yeah, be part Yeah, of so that. Robert Downey Jr. played Iron Man and second most of any Marvel actor f- with 48 million. Chris Hemsworth four rounded off the top three with 31.5. What did Vin Diesel get then? Vin Diesel's Guardian... Oh, he got... Um, I don't know. Uh, 54.5. 54 million for going I am Groot. Marvel... Pay me. This is what it says. Pay me 54 grand and I'll and fucking go Pratt, I am Chris Groot Pratt a few got, times. Chris Pratt got 17. And Diesel's got pedigree, mate. Really? Yeah. He just blows up cars every few years. Hey, successful though, isn't it? Yeah. But mate, mate, interesting though. He's just living his life one quarter mile at a time, right? Just leave him alone. Guys. I can't believe guy. we haven't spoken about this yet. No, I know. Uh, it's mad, isn't it? What haven't we spoken about? Infinity War trailer. Yeah. I'm Bela. Sorry. Oh my... Go. Right. Oh, okay. We'll park. We'll, we'll come back to our discussion about what about women. We managed to go. Like, no, no. We'll come. We'll talk, we'll it's good that we managed to go twenty minutes without talking about superhero stuff. Because we so I threw it in there. So. We normally start. Off. So. <laughs> so let's talk about it. No, no, no. I reckon we'll right. carry on talking about what we're talking about, and then we can talk about it later. No, I want to get out of the way. Not out of the way, but I've got a lot of stuff to say about it. This trailer gave me fucking chills. Yeah. I watched it and it's like when he's like, brum, 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 brum. I was like, oh, it's like that meme of Spider Man's hairs coming up. I was like, my spidey sense is tingling. Not that wasn't the only thing tingling. Like, so what happens in this trailer? It was trailer number two, which we presume will be the final trailer before. It's an extended one out. as well. Have you seen an extended one? I don't know if it's any different. Have you seen it? Yeah. It didn't look too different, but I swear there was a bit in it that I was like, I've never, I've never seen this before. Someone's probably just spliced it with the first one. Yeah, probably. So this one is, uh, you know, we just get a bit more action shots. We get a bit more of other characters we haven't really seen focus on. So you get a few lines from Gamora. You get interaction between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Um, Peter Quill and Iron Man. Yeah, she did. A, they did a bit of homage to the actual original... Infinity War thing because of what she said like she what, said about his fingers. and she can kill half the universe because I think why half he said she, 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 Gamora said his um, mission or whatever has always been to destroy half the universe why half um, so I think the, what the think, whole thing so I think in the comics he's in love with Death okay. and Death wants him to see him kill loads of people okay. for her but not I, I assume not everyone because then what's her purpose mm. like, then why no, half because then he said so yeah. Famous himself to something about half as well. So why, said, why specifically Yeah, half? it's about balance. So maybe he thinks if he kills half the population, then half will be dead, half will be alive. So then that's balance. Okay. I don't know. Mm. Well, it's interesting though, but they, they did homage to that. Because someone, so I think one of the brothers came out and said, if someone dies in this film, they will not be coming back. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Cause, someone will die. Yeah, but that, that makes me think that click of the fingers thing won't happen. Well, because... I, I don't and think he's going to have all the Infinity Stones by the end of this film. I think, well, he has at least two. Yeah. I think he'll, he'll have the Tesseract. He'll have... Well, he destroys that. Yeah, but he crushes the Tesseract yeah, to, to get, get the stone. stone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Then he'll have the... I reckon he'll have the Eye of Agamotto, the Time Stone. And he'll have Vision. And he'll have the Ether. I reckon it'll be... Uh, oops, snow's just fallen off your roof. Ether, which is the one that the Collector's got. Is that the one that Collector's got? Collector's got the purple one and the Ether. He's got two. Has he got two? Yeah, he had the purple one which blew up his place and then they gave the red one to him after it was put into... Because um... the Nova Corps have one, don't they? Oh, shit. I think they've got the purple one. Whichever one Ronan the Accuser wanted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have the purple one. He has the... Aoife. Aoife. So I reckon he could have five. Well, he could potentially have five. How many of it? Six. Six. So the only one that we haven't seen is the Soul Stone. 
Oh yes, yes. And then you were saying that because of the way they they shot the yeah they shot the so thing showed like they showed um, Vision Doctor Strange with his uh, stone and then Vision with his stone and then they just shot Wakanda and that big um, panther panther statue. Yeah. So I reckon maybe it's like in there. I reckon it's somewhere in Wakanda because I think you was it you suggested that theory. Nah, Joe well? suggested that and then I suggested the Idris yeah. one. The Idris one, yeah. Well, Which... Yeah, the Russos came out and said that the <laughs> third act will be in Wakanda, so the final. We four hours of the film will be in Wakanda. Um, the whole thing, the, the final, the final third act. Yeah, we'll oh, sorry, like, sorry, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like sorry. Half an hour, yeah. yeah. So when you said when you said four hours, you just threw me off. Well, I was like, what? Be facetious. Yeah, no, but, no, no. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting in itself. That's gonna be so sick. Gonna be so sick. I actually think it would. Be, I I think they will trash Wakanda, like yeah. like like fucking ruin it, and then he'll be like, oh shit, I shouldn't join the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, I think it'd, I would think it'd be like quite. I don't know. I would be ironic, or it would just be funny if, like, the moment he says, "Yeah, we're gonna open up Wakanda to the world," and then it just gets fucking obliterated. Yeah, obliterated. by white people. Yeah, and an alien, and a red alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, people worried that he wouldn't wear his suit. Although I think his suit looks a bit. Who? Shit. Thanos. Yeah. Oh, right. It doesn't really look like the cartoons. I don't I think. think. Looks, I think it looks alright. Yeah. I don't mind it. I thought. I was thinking. I don't know how hard Thanos was trying. But how strong is Captain America? Oh mate, that that was that oh, scene. Because he just pulled straight out from the comics as well, apparently. Because you yeah. see, you see Thanos's face, and he's like, "Well, I don't know if it's respect or he's like, what the fuck." Yeah, I think it's respect because he has because like, in the comics, there's like obviously you've seen Black Bolt's power; he can just whisper and he basically kills people. Mm. And in the comics, um, Thanos has got Black Bolt, and Black Bolt screams, and all it does is make Thanos's nose bleed. Mm. Oh right. So I think Thanos is quite strong. But it didn't look like to me that Thanos was putting too much effort into his hand push. Mm. I don't know if that was bad animation or m- me just seeing it. But, I mean... Well, I thought the detail in, in Thanos' face was quite good. Yeah. Better than Steppenwolf's, anyway. Yeah. The thing is, though, you, so, like, Captain America must be... You're right, bloody strong, because Iron Man's suit must be pretty strong, and Iron Man looks like he gets tossed like a doll, mm. and same with Spider-Man. His it's suit, fu- you can see Iron Man's suit is, like, fucked up like, yeah. at the end of the train as well, so he must have gone through a lot of A lot, yeah. And then, I think as well, like, obviously, Spider-Man's pretty strong, and he's only young. He's He's got super strength as well, and he, he was tossed like he was nothing. But, America, but Captain America almost picked up Mjolnir, didn't he? In uh, the first, oh, is it the first of Yeah. However, I don't think he's... I don't think he would now. He's not worthy. I don't know if he's worthy. Would you say he's worthy for defending his friend who's done so much wrong? Or is no, he more worthy? Team or, Iron Man. or if he's more or is he more worthy because he stayed true and loyal? I don't know. Yeah. But then the flip side I think as well, what you got is um I think someone in that scene where Iron Man's like half broken, someone's dead there. Mm. And I don't think it's Hawkeye. Hawkeye's not in apparently Hawkeye's not in this one he's not in it Hawkeye and Ant-Man aren't in this one they'll be in the next one oh okay I mean this is just what I I, I, people saying Hawkeye was in the trailer so I thought no I I, I heard I heard Hawkeye isn't it because I've seen well I've seen the the block you know the cast block I mean this it's like it's like an essay but isn't Captain Marvel in this as well no no Jeremy Renner's wasn't named Um, Paul Rudd wasn't Brie Larson wasn't I don't think Samuel L. Jackson was. Nah, he, he is. I'm pretty sure he is. But Peter Dinklage was named. So Peter Dinklage is playing character in it. Peter Dinklage? Yeah. Who's he? Uh, Tyrion Lannister. Oh, no, I mean, who's he going to film? Well, part of Thanos' Black Order, which is his minions, Yeah. One of I, I don't know if this is me being a bit offensive, but there's one of them is called Black Dwarf, 
So I don't know if Peter Dinklage is playing that character. Mm. Maybe. I don't know if that character is even a dwarf, but... Yeah. You know. But, mate, Doctor Strange was getting effed up in one of those scenes. Yeah, oh, yeah, the torture. Like, yeah. Like, what's it called? Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, about <laughs> time he got his... Like, he, he became OP in, like, minutes. Yeah. Like, Fucking Voldemort, though. Can I just say... Voldemort, like... Yeah, <laughs> it looked like Voldemort. I like the I like the jokes. I always love Marvel jokes. Though, when Peter Parker, like when Spider Man's like, "Oh, what's your name?" and he's like, "Doctor Strange," oh. and he's like, "Oh, we're doing our silly names." Okay, I'm well, I'm Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when, when the scene when Thanos is punching Captain America, do you reckon that's again like trying to make people think that he's gonna die? Probably, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna die anyway. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> I think he's gonna die. I think the original Tr- Trinity. Oh, a very high risk of all dying, I think. Thor? I don't think Thor's going to... Do I don't know? think Thor dies. I think you, he's high risk. Because although he says he wants to be in the films again, I'm not sure he wanted to be before this film came out. He said that Thor 3 brought him back to where he wanted to be. Yeah. So, I think Iron Man, Captain America and Loki are dying. Loki. You think Iron Man's dead as well? Mm. Do you think they're going to kill both of them off in the same film? I think it'd be great if they did. It's ballsy. Mm. That is... For the comeback of that, and though. then I, I reckon. Well, it'd be it'd be, well, it'd be kind of decent if like Thanos technically kind of won in this film, and then in the next film they're thinking, oh shit, like what are we gonna do with our two leaders, sort of thing, and then they gotta have like obviously, maybe, Cap- like, Captain Marvel comes in, yeah, and other people gotta try and step up to try and you know, mm. like I thi- yeah, I think they'll kill off one in this one, and I think they'll kill the other one off in the next one. So the thing is for me, so we've got, am I right in thinking we've got Homecoming two? Like, no, it comes straight after um, Avengers 4. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so what, so are, the, what between, are the other films we got? We've got Ant-Man and Wasp. And then so that's Captain why he's Marvel. not in this, because he's on the run somewhere. And then we assume at the end of that he'll be like, oh, I need to go to the Avengers. Yeah. And then... Captain Marvel. And then Captain Marvel as well, and she'll just appear out of nowhere and be like, hey, I've got loads of powers, help. Yeah. And then I think that's it. Oh, do you know what? I reckon... I've got, no, do you know what? I reckon Black Widow's dead. No, they've just announced a solo film. Doesn't mean it can't be an origin one, though. Yeah, but would you want if you've killed a character off in the main timeline? Would you want to go back and see them? That's just throwing you off by saying that they've made, they're making a film. Han Solo. Yeah, I don't really want to see that though. <laughs> yeah, but he's Isn't getting that the supposed film. To be coming out this yeah, it's coming. No, uh, no it's April. I think it's April, May. Yeah. It's gonna be competing for the box office with uh, Avengers, isn't it? Mm. That's better done. Yeah, better done. Well, both Disney. Isn't it? Oh, mate. We were talk- so we went to the cinema yeah, this week and uh, I was like to the guy behind the counter I was like oh yeah how long you got a Black Panther in no or did I asked something and then, yeah but anyway we are basically saying how long you got Black Panther left he was like probably a week or two left and I was like it must I was like it must be well busy in it I was like you better book your time off before Avengers he was like we're not allowed like we have to be here yeah it's Avengers and Deadpool Deadpool yeah to book time off during- really yeah. and I was saying to Oves you could probably have four screens showing Avengers for like a month and people will be still like Definitely. Yeah, well, I've, already, I've already booked my ticket for it and I fucking accidentally booked 3D. Oh, that's really <laughs> so annoying. I can't remember last time I watched, I watched the 3D film. I saw Planet of the Apes, the third one. That was good though, I liked Yeah, that. I saw it, no, I, I saw it in 3D though. I can't remember. I was tempted to do for the one minute past midnight screening but it's on a Thursday and I was like... Is it? Oh, what, fir- Thursday what, 29th? It's coming out on... Th- oh. Yeah, Thursday 26th. I might yeah. do that, you know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how long this film's going to be. Like, probably <laughs> pushing three hours. Um, oh, it's gonna be sick though, man. It's gonna be sick. Is. So the Russo brothers said that. Sorry. Yeah, it's gonna be like tapping, mate. Um, that the main focus of this film will primarily be Thanos, 
Um, and also, he said Thor gets the most screen time out of all the Avengers. Mm. Well, I um, suppose he's the like the interlink between the Guardians and the Avengers because yeah. he knows the Avengers, he knows the outer galaxy, he knows Thanos quite a bit, and then yeah, and he probably and he probably fought Thanos. That's why he's floating in the middle of space as well. Yeah, out of all the Avengers, who's the most powerful? I would say Hulk. No, no, uh, yeah, because Hulk, Hulk is basically an enraged version of Captain America, right? Yes, but then you would say that Thor might be more because he's a god, mm. and it's pretty hard to mess him up. Mm. Like I know he went up against toe to toe with Hulk, but he didn't know he had all that power. You took his. Dude, he beat. He technically beat Hulk, didn't he? And then um, the geezer stopped him. That's like, true. As he was about to beat him. Oh yeah, he electriced him, yeah. and then Hulk knocked him out. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I think personally, Thor's the strongest, mm. and then when Captain Marvel comes in, it'll be between those two who's the strongest. So they said. They also said like. For the characters that get most screen time this film, mm-hmm. that the the other they'll kind of reverse it. So. Okay. Oh nice! So over the two films, everyone will get decent amount. Of screen yeah, time. yeah, decent amount of screen time. Um, and also, what do we think about the the hint of a flashback then to Thanos and Gamora when? Um, oh yeah, as a kid, the little girl. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. We'll get, yeah. Do you reckon we'll get? Uh, Is Nebula in this film? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay. I was going to say. Yeah, do you reckon we'll kind of get to understand Thanos' motivations a bit more? Like, I, I feel like it's quite a, a good move because normally these villains are just villains. They have no kind of depth well, or character. Well, mm, Loki had depth. No, but... Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's the exception to the rule. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. No, you're right. No, you're right. Because, yeah, because uh, the death goddess didn't really get much... No. Just, we just got told the story and it was a bit like blase about it, I suppose. Mm. Same with the second villain in 4. A bit blase with that. Yeah. Iron Man's villains have been pretty... Rubbish. Diabolic. Yeah, rubbish since the first one. Mm. first one wasn't actually that great, but it was I just... A, was right. Yeah, it was just to set the president's didn't really, uh, of it. Um. But yeah, no, I think it would be decent to see that side of because maybe then you'll kind of see why... Um, what's that face? Gamora is, mm. like, so cold and... Yeah. Yeah. Distant and stuff. The thing is, the one thing I just said, I think... The one fight scene that's properly underrated because of how bad the film is is the Hulk fight scene, I think. Hulk versus the Abomination. Yeah. Mm. I don't remember it. I think it's. I think it's. Well, Are you doing your Marvel? It's right. Today's today's Hulk day, mate. Today's Hulk day. Oh, it's gonna be beautiful, mate. Oh, you haven't watched it yet. No. So have you done any of them yet? No, Hulk's the first one, mate. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't want to start with Captain America. It's Hulk the first one. Huh? Yeah. Oh, Hulk came up before Iron Man. Maybe I should do Captain America first. You can do it chronologically. Well, that's the only one that's out of order, isn't it? Um. Oh fuck no! I have no idea. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, well, if you're gonna do it chronologically, you'd have to do Captain America up to the very end. Stop. Do Hulk, Iron Man, then the end of Captain America. And if you're being proper chronological, you'd have to do most of Captain America. The first part of... When you say most of Captain America, do you mean most of the film? Yeah. Oh, that's the, what's the point of doing that? And then, <laughs> then you'd have to watch the first part of Guardians of the Galaxy to see Peter Quill's oh, back, back in. No, no. <laughs> no it's too complex. Yeah, actually, no. so I think... Then what about the, the parts in Black Panther that are set, like... And Civil War. And Civil War. And bloody Doctor Strange. No, he, he, does like a, he does like three years of training, <laughs> doesn't he? No, I'm going to do... What I think I'm going to do is, I think I might do Captain America, then, start, then do it in order. Okay. Because that technically... Is the order and then, and then Captain America's thing will explain Hulk a bit better because you know how Hulk got everything to start yeah. his. I think what's good about doing a rewatch so close to 
this film coming out is that you might see a few, quite a few things that you might spot in the, yeah. in the new film. Like, oh, that connects back to blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Yeah. So, Easter eggs and stuff. Yeah. One of the most interesting things for me about the trailer was when Shuri had that hologram of Vision's head. And I was wondering, because obviously people... People, well, I thought that once Vision loses his stone, Vision is no longer Vision. Oh, did he not have his stone in his head? Well, no, because obviously they've got to get it out if, if Thanos wants that stone. Yeah. So I'm, I was wondering, oh, does that mean that she's gonna make him that human. Vision is dead? Or, yeah, um, she's going to uh, somehow make him human. I suppose all that stone does she's is give him a power source. I'll put some vibranium in his head and make him human or something. That, that vibranium is going to become so OP in a matter of moments. It's just like... But, yeah, she probably was. She's well clever, isn't she? So. Yeah. So much. Then some film. people were saying that um, I read somewhere, and I, I think it's a bit of a jump. But obviously, in the new Iron Man, this girl called Riri Williams becomes Iron Man. Ironheart. Ironheart. Mm. And they were saying that maybe Riri Williams. Uh, they were saying maybe the Black Panther. Uh, what's her name? Shuri. Shuri could become the new Iron Man mm. when Iron Man kicks goes. the bucket. Mm. She's a techie, isn't she? So. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Well, yeah, we'll have to do another Marvel spoiler. Ranking. <laughs> I'm wondering if this is going to go to number one in our. I don't know. It, the thing is for me, yeah, it probably will, but it's going to be so hard to beat Avengers for it's me. Like, Avengers is, yeah. is so yeah. sick. Every time I watch it, it's so sick, man. I love it. It's so sick. Yeah, I agree. Oh. Yeah, because even Civil War doesn't knock it off the perch for me. Nah, but Civil War was good. Civil War was very, very good. Great. Like, there's, so, there's actually some, like, there are some bad ones, but there are some sick ones, man. Oh, do you think it'll beat 2 million? Billion yeah. at the box office. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to wreck it. Do you like, think it's going to wreck the box office? Black Panther's made 1.1 billion so far, hasn't it? So Dollars. Yeah. Oh, do you think... You're asking if it's going to make 2 billion pounds? Yeah. Well... I don't think... It's never measured in pounds, is it? <laughs> if the exchange rate carries on, then $2 billion is going to be about 2 billion pounds, anyway. That's not true, don't say that. Maybe it'll make 2 billion bitcoin. I don't know. But, um... Uh, I don't think it'll be the biggest ever... What is the biggest ever? Do you know? I think it might be Star Wars. Actually, I think I think um, Avatar. What's it like? Re- yeah, in relative terms, I think it's um, it's Avatar or something else from. I'm like, I'm just talking not not not. I'm not, actual... talk, I'm not talking gross profit. Uh, yeah, am I? I think in terms of in relative terms, it's like Titanic or something like that. I think I think oh, it's oh, um, it's either like Cleopatra or something like that. Mm. Isn't it? I thought it was uh, like Gone with the Wind. Yeah, something like that. But no, um, I think the most ever is is like Avatar. Yeah, so I think that made two so and a half. Highest, highest box office highest film. Highest grossing. Yeah. I know um, the, the Star Wars Force Awakens was like 2. like 2.2 billion or something. Yeah. Although they kind of cheated with Titanic and um, Avatar because they re-released them. Mm. So they just made another like... So maybe I should see, say to see the highest box office film rather than the grossing film. Does gross do yeah, doesn't gross do profit and the oh, fuck knows. No idea, Christopher. Highest um, grossing films are number one, Avatar, number two, Titanic, number three, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, number four, Jurassic World. Mm. Jurassic World? Bloody hell. Well, is but it? that's is not that a Chris Pratt Yeah. <laughs> that's not adjusted but, for inflation though. But uh if you adjust for oh my god. So with worldwide box office gross of over two point seven billion dollars, Avatar is of, often proclaimed to be the highest grossing film, but such claims usually refer to theatrical revenues only and do not take into account home video and television income, uh, which can form a significant portion of the film's earnings. Yeah, well, ancillary products for things like Disney is insane. Like, yeah. I think Toy Story 3 made a billion, but then in ancillary well, products like toys and shit, it made like four billion Black, more. So. Black Panther is at number 14. Iron Man 3 is at 13. Avengers Age of Ultron is at 7. The Avengers is at 5. 
Star Wars: Last De- Jedi's at nine. That's well, in that. The, the seventh. The Jumanji's seventh, at bloody forty-four now. The seventh um, Fast and Furious film is pretty. Yeah, that's up there. That's that was just below. That was um, the Fate of Furious is twelfth, and Fast Seven sixth, or whatever it's called. And then the highest grossing films adjusted for inflation, as of twenty fourteen, is Gone with the Wind at three point four billion. Jeez. Avatar at three point zero two billion, and Star Wars. Just a Star Wars. Does that mean the whole franchise? Probably not. No. Two point two point eight five billion dollars. Yeah. That's, that's probably a thing you Star Wars, and that is the, a, a New Hope. Really? Oh, hope. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, that's the oldest one, isn't it? So that's from 1977. That's been grossing since. So. Fair enough. But highest, I want to see the highest box office film. Well, let's get back on to our topic. Um, so I guess we can start with the new release that you both saw the other day. Uh, Tomb Raider. Did you watch it? No, I haven't yet. I oh. might watch it tonight, but I'm not bothered whether you spoil it because okay. it doesn't really interest me very much. So this is a reboot of a video... Well, this is... This is an adaptation of a video game yeah. from 2013, which itself... 2013? Yeah. Which well, is Tomb Raider. Yeah, so this is based on that... Oh, that film. Oh, I was going to you meant to say that game goes but, way back. Yeah. That game itself is a reboot of a video game which had a film version right. with Angelina Jolie yeah. in the uh, early 2000s. I, I remember quite enjoying those those Angelina Jolie films, but... That was, was, there's there's only one. Was two. Yeah. Was there? Yeah, Cradle of Life is the second one. I think I watched the first one, but I can't remember. Bloody hell. I remember enjoying them, but that was when I didn't have a very nuanced <laughs> because appreciation of yeah. Didn't have a very nuanced appreciation oh, really? of film. So. I'm not a fan. No? But how does this one, you know, on its own as a film, how how was Go on, Chris. <laughs> Alicia Vikander's Tomb Raider? Give it 5.5 <laughs> or 6 out of 10. I'm surprised you give it that high, because yeah. I was, we come out of the film, oh. and I was like... <laughs> He was pro- Chris was like proper like silent. I was like, did you like it? He was like, mm. <laughs> was like just, no, not really. Like the, thing, like the thing for me, it was just, it, it was, I thought it was quite boring. Like, what's it about? Well, it starts off with about a girl getting beaten the crap out of in a boxing ring, um, who happens to be Lara Croft. Um, basically, her father's been dead for seven years. She hasn't signed the papers to say he's dead because they don't they haven't found him though. She's because he travels a lot and but they don't know why. They just assume she's keeping work. Hope, she's keeping hope alive. That yeah. Still be alive. So she's just like kind of disowned her whole richness. Is that richness? Yeah. Wealth. Her wealth, yeah. And so she's just like doing these little jobs, barely being able to pay stuff, and then she gets in a little bit of trouble because she's she's part of this game where she's got to cycle a bike. Cycle a bike? What the? F- she's got to cycle. With a paint pot popped, and these people got to try and t- grab her tail off her bike to win some money, and so and then she smashes the police car, gets arrested. Then the woman, who Obi believes is her stepmom. Yeah, I think I feel, I think she is. I don't know. But I don't know. If, I don't. But anyway, she comes to say, "Oh look, you need to sign the papers." Blah blah blah. He wouldn't have wanted this for you. She then goes to the house. Goes to. Uh, does she go to the house? Anyway, she, basically, long story short, she then decides she's going to sign the papers. But just before she's about to sign them, there's a little um, puzzle uh, that, that she's meant to get, get. She's meant to be given once she signs the papers, but the guy gets out just before. And she takes it, does it. There's a little thing in there saying, um, go to the last place I was. That begins with the first letter of my name. 
Thank, thank a, you. A riddle. I think you completely botched that. But, but <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was all along those lines. And basically, <laughs> she went to the place where he would be buried and pushed the letter R of his name. And it opened up this... The crypt opened up a door where he did all his research. Basically, he was like... Kimiko? Kim, it was like, hit me something. Kimiko? Hami, Kimiko, yeah, something. Is the death, like, it brings death upon everyone, blah, 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 it's a curse. And she, she's like, oh, he says, burn it all. And she decides, no, I'm going to find it. Because that's where you went, I'm going to go and find you. So instead of burn it all, she grabs it all. She goes out there. There's also a thing of called Trini- Trinity. He, he kept rambling about Trinity is watching him and stuff. And basically, she goes to the place where he hired a boat finds the, a guy there who's the son of the person who was the boat owner originally so they're retracing yeah. the steps then he she gives him some money decides oh yeah we're gonna go together hit some treacherous waves get knocked offshore this bit annoyed me a little bit because like you have no time scale of what's just happened so she gets knocked out she did get knocked out in it and then she wakes up and she's like oh where's the bag where's the bag all the stuff because she's like oh. and then there's this guy sitting there like Hello, Lara, and stuff, and like, he knows her. I assume from the journal that she, he stole off her, but like you come out, and then she's like just walking, like they've had this little tiff, and like he's like, oh, you've basically brought the journal that I've been looking for for all this time to figure out how to where we need to go, kind of thing. And this guy says that he killed her dad. Yeah, he? and oh yeah, and that, and so he she's walking along, and the guy who was right sailing the boat for her, or man in the boat, or whatever you want to call it, um, he's now working. He's Doing labour for like the a, guy, like yeah. So you, and he's like, like proper, like mucky, like he's got dirt all over him. Like you think, how long has he been doing this for? Like <laughs> how long have you been knocked out for? Like there's no like explanation to that. And then basically, long story short, he helps her escape. She escapes. She gets wounded. Kills the first ever person I assume she's ever killed before. She's a bit like, oh no. And then next <laughs> thing you know, she sees her dad, <laughs> follows him. He cares for her. So I'm proper like spoiling this film, like, but tell me if I'm going wrong anywhere here, mate. Yeah. Uh or if anything big I've missed. But uh and then basically he's like he he goes, Oh, it's a good job you burnt all my stuff then, because I'll never find it and she's like, Oh, yeah, sorry about that. So then they go back to the place. Basically the guy goes to kill her dad. Because he's like, I won't do it. I won't open this. It's like another puzzle. And he's like, I won't open it. And Lara's like, I haven't come all this way for you to just die. She does the puzzle. They go into this cave. What's the point of it? So the point Why of it is they, 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 they want to get this thing because it's meant to... If they this person gets that thing, then they've got a, something that can kill loads of things, supposedly. They don't know that until they actually get oh, into yeah. it. You don't find out why they actually want, want whatever they want until they actually get into it. Yeah. So he thinks the dad, Lara's dad, I think is Richard, Richard Croft, he thinks it's a curse that's going to... that they, they These people put this away so heavily because it must have done something bad. And he's like, it's a curse. And he's proper like on the magical side of it. Mm. And then the other guy is just like, well, someone's just told me to come and get it. Yeah. So I'm just coming to get it, like and the corpse. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like it. the evil guy, he's been like trying to search for this tomb for like seven years. So he just wants to go home to his family. Yeah. So that's why he's so desperate to get into this thing so he can just grab it and then go. Go, yeah. Um... And then they get in the tomb, and then like there's a few little puzzles they got to solve, and Lara basically does them because she's the smart one in the room. And they get to the coffin, and then they open it, and Richard's like, "No, don't do it!" And then all of a sudden, it's just it's just a mummy, 
it's just a mummified person. It looks like a real person, and it kind of like when they open the coffin, I think the oxygen gets to it, and it just kind of starts crumbling, and um, and it pops up, and they're like, oh, what's this? And it's just like a me- mechanism, and then um, Lara's just kind of like, oh wait, it wasn't that they were trapping her in; she was trapping herself in. Cause she's got a disease, and then this guy's hand just starts like crumbling or what? No, they, t- they touched the corpse. They touched because he was like, um, grab the corpse out of it so we can like that's that uh pack it up and take it away. So two two of his henchmen grabbed it, and then she was like, no, wait, stop! And explain the whole like, oh yeah, she was trapping herself in blah blah. And then one of the guys looks at his hands and it's like, like decomposing and shit. Yeah. And he kind of like turns into a zombie sort of thing and tries to attack the the evil main guy. That guy shoots him uh, in the head and kills him. The main guy. The main evil guy kills him, and then the other henchman touched it. His his hand started like doing all fuckery and shit, and then yeah, and then I think he like goes on like a rampage and just like shoots. Sorry. He goes on like a rampage whilst he's like f- like freaking out and going zombie mode, and he just like randomly starts firing his gun and shooting bare people. So like all the henchmen have died. So it's only like the, and then I think someone kills that that zombie guy. So they're dead. So now it's just the dad. Lara and the main evil guy. Um, the dad shoots the main evil... Vogel, I think his name was. The dad shoots Vogel in the in the leg, uh, but then Vogel manages to, like, get away uh, whilst... And then he tells Lara to go after him. And um, the dad gets into a fight with one of, the zomb- one of the zombies and basically scratches his arm. And he's basically, like, you know, he's, like... You know, he's going to, like, turn into a zombie. So he tells Lara to fuck off basically because I'm going to put his place off <laughs> basically because he's like he, like he knows he's, he's done for so then Lara has to say goodbye to him again and they cry and all that shit and then she goes off and uh, fights the main guy uh, whilst the, the, the dad blows up the um oh sorry missing a, an important bit here the met the Vogel he takes like he's like oh, I, need, I only need a piece of this this skeleton to take back to Trinity so he like clips off a little bit of her, her finger, finger. Mm. puts it in a little bag and then tries to go away with it and then Lara's basically like I'm not letting you get here about get out of here with that because obviously like it can be used for like war and genocide and shit like that so uh, yeah then the dad blows up the blows up the tomb himself himself and the tomb and then um, Lara um, uh, ruins basically the only way out of the cave and that makes the evil guy really angry and they start fighting and she fucks him up basically stuffs the um, the finger in his mouth and he starts turning to a zombie. She like boots him off the off the some cliff thing, and he falls into a bucket of skulls and dies. And then yeah, she does does some like jungle shit and gets out of the cave and escapes. And uh, yeah, and uh, and then they, they and then a helicopter the, uh, comes yeah, along. They, hi- they hijack the Trinity helicopter and, and they, take, take them out. Yeah. Oh, and then she signs the papers and shit to because obviously now she knows her dad is dead, so she signs all the papers over. And she and, sees um, all the companies that she's going to inherit. Yeah, she hands the, the business side of it over to this woman who was in it at the beginning of the film, um, who I think is her stepmom, but it might not. Does she sign it over or does she take it and she says, oh, you just keep work, just well, do what yeah. you're doing? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. I think I think she in the, I think it said on the signature, when you know, when she was like putting it all together in her brain, I think they um, zoomed in on the paper that she signed and it had like that woman's name as like the, um, you know, the CEO, CEO or, yeah. or something like that. So now she, that woman's like head of the business side and then she kind of says like, oh, is this all the companies we own? It's like a whole fat list of them. And he's like, yeah. And then she kind of like, one of the companies that they own is like, uh, I think, is it, basically one of the evil companies that It was like, when they were on the island, it had, on the boxes they were carrying, it had that name. And on all yeah. the food they were eating, it had that name. So, yeah. So yeah, and then she kind of like clocks that this woman who was trying to get her to sign over the paper is like kind of evil. And then she goes back to her dad's um, cave thing. 
and he just says like oh yeah we have to fight Trinity like she's reading his journal or something like that like this is all we have on Trinity we have to fight Trinity and because they're trying to use the supernatural to for the good for like evil and stuff like that and she's like yeah cool job done oh so it does actually have like supernatural elements in it yeah I thought this was basically like kind of like Indiana Jonesy in the sense it would be actually not that's not even that realistic but in the sense it would be like a real world setting Mm. but now you're talking about zombies and supernatural so Mm. then it makes me think it could link with a very Kong Skull Island nah I don't know nah I thought it was okay I I, I thought it was decent you know solid maybe like I'll give it like a 6.5 well the action was good CGI, yeah, good. I think so. Yeah, she, she, CGI obviously, was all right. obviously, there wasn't really that much CGI. Yeah. Obviously, um, she, um, obviously, I don't know if she does her own stunts, but she did. She had quite a few fight scenes, and I thought they were, they were, they were pretty decent. Yeah. It was like I was saying to Obi, it's almost um, some of the scenes in it were almost Uncharted esque. Mm. Like okay. she was on top of a plane, and it just started like breaking, and then she would jump to another part of the plane, and as she would walk it through, it break again, and she'd jump again, and. It was good. Like, I did like that bit. Don't yeah, but I just I don't know. It just wasn't my cup of tea. I don't think. I didn't really. I wasn't really engaged in it. I think it. I I think personally for me, a lot of it, points of it were just rushed, and it just didn't engage me. To I be think. fair, I agree with you in that. So like the bit where the boat, the ship they're on, like capsizes and she gets washed up on the island, um, and she gets knocked out and then it wakes up and she's like just facing the villain. The villain kind of just kind of goes like, yeah, basically, I'm the villain in this film. I killed your dad. I want to do this, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, okay, so we're just going to go straight into this. Like, there's no, like, no, yeah. no nuance. Like, I thought maybe, like, he would kind of, like, try and befriend her, you know, try and get him to explain the journal or stuff like that. And then it's, like, revealed later that he's evil. But instead, he was just like, yeah, I'm evil. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And I thought it was bare dumb that the dad didn't realise that the woman run Trinity as well. Because he had this photo of... Maybe he did, though. Yeah, maybe, yeah, well... So that was a video game adaptation, was it? Yeah, the way she ra- she ran in the very video gamey way, she was kind mm. of very like, not that. I don't it's, know if that was like a character, if that was an acting choice, if that was a director choice. It's a bit mad as well though. Like she was, she was just like flying through the air for some reason. I can't remember why now. And she fell through a load of trees and then like just fell on the floor. And she had like all she had was like mud and dirt on her. She didn't have any like grazes or anything. And I was, well, she, well, she, had, she a, had she had shrapnel. She, in she had a shrapnel in, in her stomach, but she had like no grazing or anything. And I was like, oh, okay, it's a pretty. Uh, well, what it's what, it's video. Yeah, what you want? Like, yeah, 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 half yeah. a face to fall no, off. No, it's, true, it's, true, it's, true, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. But woman, she, so. but she, she as an actress was good. Uh, would you say she wasn't? She's not English. She's Swedish. She's Swedish. Did a very good accent. I I I knew no, I knew I was none the wiser that she was. Okay. Swedish. Would you see a sequel? Or does I, it set up for a sequel? It does set up. Yeah, a yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd probably see it. Would I rush to see it? Probably not. Mm. <laughs> and and as as a female protagonist, action hero, how do you feel? You know, her characterization was like the stuff that she has to do, like. Did she rely on men? Did she have? To, were there any love interests? Like all the no, usual no, stuff. No, you no, love, no, love, no love interest. I mean, you could see a friend. There was a friendship blossoming in between her and the guy who ran the ship, but there wasn't enough time to really expand. build a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, he technically saved her because she, she when she was climbing up the cliff uh, at the end, the rocks were in the way, and he was by. He got all the people to come back yeah. and like get was, the the rubble away. And I suppose you could say the dad saved the day as well a little bit because he blew everything up but then in the end like Obi was saying to me like Lara did stop the bad guy from getting out mm. um, so she was independent she was but 
I don't know. They they made her strong, but they made her not as strong as she, like you would have thought she was. Like the, the first boxing match, she got beaten. Like there was yeah. no like. Well, I guess this is a, like an origin. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Exactly. So I think I think it's made okay steps into. Uh, I don't know. She was a good actress. I'll give her that. Cool. Yeah. Has anyone seen the film Annihilation? No, I want to no, watch it though because it's apparently meant to be quite good. I've heard good things. Okay, well I won't go into spoilers then. No, no I don't mind. I mind. Okay. You mind? I'm <laughs> not going to go into spoilers. <laughs> but there is very um so Annihilation is a science fiction film from Alex Garland who uh, as a link to Alicia Vikander did Ex Machina, so that kind of sci-fi it's not called Ex Machina no it's Ex Machina it's from the phrase Deus Ex Machina it's Latin oh, it means I'm, God in honestly, the machine I had no idea you know. <laughs> well she's a machine in it isn't it like, I didn't know I went to an only other what is that it is Latin for the machine yeah mate <laughs> hey, don't you dare mate don't you dare but have you ever heard of how did you not tell me I said the other day she was machine. in it I said, I said it on the bus the other day to you did you not clock Oh my days! We were saying, "Well, so she beat it." I said it to him on the bus. Oh, oh. Have you ever heard the phrase "Deus ex machina"? Yeah, it's like, barely. Like, well, it means it's like when a f- something happens right at the end of the film, just quickly solve something. You know, like oh, okay. Uh, oh. It, it's God in the machine. It means that like divine intervention, in a sense, has implausibly made your like in Get Out when his friend just pulled up in the police car yeah exactly well how do you say it again Deus Deus Ex Machina oh fuck but it it does mean the machine Deus Ex Machina Um, but anyway yeah anyway so he directed that uh, and has now directed Annihilation Um, it has quite a fairly complicated distribution history because essentially Paramount financed it and distributing it in America and but on test screenings they said it was too intelligent and too brainy for people to understand um, and therefore rude. they thought that it wouldn't perform very well at the box office in the UK and the rest of right. the world so sold it to Netflix which pissed off Alex Garland because obviously he's made this film to be seen on the big screen and unfortunately here in the UK we're only getting to see it on well I mean you know depending on how big your TV is but it's still not a cinematic experience right um, so that's kind of that that's the kind of brief history of it, but uh, it follows Natalie Portman. So she is a biologist uh, who used to be in the army. Her husband is in the army and um, has been missing for twelve months. But this is not a spoiler. He comes back. Um, basically, he's been in what's called the Shimmer. So a weird alien kind of missile landed in this uh, lighthouse and has basically. It's been kind of expanding slowly from its point of origin, and so it's slowly encompassing more and more of the area like of South America, South, Southern America, in the sense of the Southern states mm. uh, that it landed in. So the more it kind of expands, the more um, what it does is it refracts DNA. So you see like weird hybrids of plants and animals and all that sort of stuff. So her husband was part of a mission that went in. Um, to try and find out more about it and he's the only survivor to come back um, and he's kind of a bit messed up and so she kind of joins another team to go into the Shimmer and uh, I guess get some more answers. Um, I can't really say too much more about it than that because it would be going to 
major spoiler territory. But um, I think it's really, really good film. Like, visually, it's beautiful. Like, the, the way that they've come up with some of the uh, kind of adaptations that this alien shimmer um, has created, the visuals. So, like, the shimmer looks like a bubble. You know when you... Um, get like a soap bubble when you blow yeah. it through the thing it looks like a giant one of those but the, the colours the colours are really vivid um, I thought the performances are very good so like Natalie Port- Portman's part of a team of five females so they're all very strong um, women in their own sense um, and yeah the plot is very engaging it's quite compl- some of the ideas in it quite complicated but you know as long as you concentrate on it and I guess one of the best parts of these sorts of films is discussing them afterwards. So once you've seen them, we can talk through them in a spoilery detail. But yeah, really enjoyed it as a sci-fi. It was good. It was good action. It was. It's not a fast-paced film. It's very slow. But you kind of need that to kind of keep up to date with what's going on in the film. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really, really good. And it's, it's a shame, really, that we didn't get to see it in the cinema. Um, you know, I kind of feel like it's a bit of a... Pussy move from Paramount. You think you spent all that money doing it? Why didn't you just? Yeah, because they they must have thought that whatever, however much Netflix paid them for it, they wouldn't have got that back in the mm, rest of our boxes. Maybe. Yeah, I mean. But I suppose you think about you think... something like Arrival did really well, and that's quite a you know high concept film. Yeah. You know. Is that the one with the funky sand where they go in the sand and then they turn into big robot thingies? You were talking about am I thinking of a different film? Mm. I'm not sure. Arrivals with um, Amy, Amy Adams. Now you're telling me what was that film you were telling us about where like there was a big monster in the city and then you found out that that woman was controlled in the monster. That's Jennifer Lawrence film. Oh no, that's no, that was called. um, And then the guy Anne Anne Hathaway. It's called um, Colossal. Oh, sorry. No, so Arrival was Amy. I think her name's Amy Adams. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, Lois Lane. Yeah, so so these kind of pods arrive in wherever they are, and uh, she's a ling- oh, trying to communicate. She's a linguist. Yeah, yeah, she tries to communicate with them. So again, that's like a sci-fi film, which is very like. Um, is that almost like um, uh, something Shape of Water esque? She communicates with the alien. Am I just? Am I? Well, li- Shape li- of Water is about fishman. No, not. Not really. No. Okay. So this is about... I mean, it's very kind of high concept, very... Um, I, can't, I can't think of the right word, which is kind of annoying, but existential in the sense that it's it's about humanity and it's about how we communicate and all about language. So that's what Arrival's about. Yeah. And there's really no action in Arrival. It's all about thinking and, you know, all I these think... big ideas. And that's kind of what... I mean, there's a bit of action in Annihilation, but... Mm. Most of it is about, you know, reflecting on humanity and destruction and things like that. It's really, I thought it was really interesting. Oh, that's good. No, I like that. Definitely check it out. I think it's a bit insulting from Paramount to be like, I don't think people are intelligent enough to write this. Yeah, it's a shame, really. Like, they're releasing it in America. So, they just didn't want to take a risk. But then, you know, kudos to Netflix for snapping it up and distributing it. um, Because otherwise we probably wouldn't have got to see it at all apart from on DVD. Mm. That's a very good point. Tell you what, uh, Netflix have been doing bits on getting new things on the uh, on the uh, Netflix. <laughs> Netflix have been doing bits getting things on its own platform. Yeah. What have they got? Mate, I don't know. But what bits nice. have they been doing? What have you seen they... recently in it? Just I'll try and look up. 
Let me find it. They've got um this anime I watched uh, a while back called Steins Gate. Okay. That's not my password. Um, and it's re- I think it's a really good one. I think you two might actually find it quite interesting. It's all to do with like time travel and stuff. But like, it's not a definitive concept. It's like, this guy's a bit nutty. And he thinks he's like figured out time travel. But he doesn't, doesn't realise it straight away. And he like kind of goes into it a bit more. And then it's like, there's a twist to it. And it all interlinks somehow, in some way. It's just quite good. How many series? It's only one. Uh, they're going to bring out... They're meant to... I mean, three, three years in the works with a new one. Stein... Stein Gate Zero is the new one. But it hasn't, hasn't come out yet. But yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, what else have you guys been watching? Dragon Ball Super. Yeah? Yeah. Tell us a bit about... Penultimate that. episode, mate. Ever? Or... Well... I read somewhere that this is the last Dragon Ball Super... Like, next week's episode will be the last Dragon Ball Super episode. But then... Karia Toriyama? I think that's the guy who creates it. Akira Toki? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember who it is. But um, he came out saying that it isn't the last of Dragon Ball. Uh, Dragon Ball Super may actually continue. Or it might be Dragon Ball something else. But yeah. It's... So what's happened? What where are you at with the last? We are on the so we're on the last minute of the tournament of power. Uh, so far we believe that the only car, only people left are Jiren uh, Jiren I don't know how they pronounce it J I R E N. He's like really powerful, and it's Goku who's left against him, and Frieza is somewhere, but we've seen him in a few episodes, and. Basically, Goku's got this new form, and it's like not even the gods have this form. And he's battling out, and he's winning, and he's just about to win. And then his body can't handle the form anymore, and he's just like kind of falls to the ground. And it's kind of like, ah. Oh. And then everyone, and then the people from the other universe are shouting, like, kick him off the arena, blah, blah, blah. He goes to kick him off, and then someone shoots a beam that knocks Goku back, like, Goku's, like, done for, but someone shoots a beam and knocks Goku back onto the platform. Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, whatever you just said. That machine thing. Um, and basically, um, and it's Freezer, and he's, like, he's all pumped up, like, he hates this other guy, because this other guy just made him look like a, a child, and we think, you've, previous episodes, you think Android 17 is dead, but he's not, he's there, and him and Freezer are there, ready to fight against this guy for the last minute. And winner isn't necessarily who knocks someone off, it's who's got the most people standing. So currently, Universe 7, Goku's universe, is winning because there's three people on the arena against the one. Oh, okay. But yeah, and that's the end of the episode. So the last episode of 20 minutes or whatever yeah. is going to be about one minute. Yeah. So they're maybe even less. They're going to be moving at super fucking speed. Yeah, but maybe even less because that's got to finish. Then you've got to find out what happens when it finishes. True. Unless they are, unless them three or him get knocked off before the minute's over. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that was well, it. That's update pretty... us next week, I yeah. guess. Maybe uh, if our listeners can tell me how to actually pronounce the name. I should probably just listen again. It's because, it's because I watch it subbed, so I don't know if I'm, I'm not really paying attention to the noise. I'm more reading it. Yeah, that's true. So, and they do say it, but they say it. I think they'd say they say it a little differently to how we would say it if it was like dubbed rather than subbed. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, okay, yeah, that's me. Well, I'm going to talk about uh, a film which I saw yesterday, which 
could possibly describe the way that Joe treats this podcast. It's called You Were Never Really Here. Um, so... <laughs> Bravo. Uh, you Were Never Really Here is a thriller film from Lynn Ramsey, a uh, female director. She did You Need to Talk About Kevin. Um, we Need to Talk About Kevin. Uh, so she's a Glaswegian director. So this features Joaquin Phoenix um, as... Can I tell you how my sister thought Joaquin was pronounced? Joaquin. No. Jack Wayne. Jack Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Jack Wayne. Jack Wayne. Wow. <laughs> Joaquin, I don't know. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. But um, yeah, so he plays Joe. He's a, he's a hired gun. Um, um, he's this dishevelled looking guy. Like he's got his huge long grey beard, like kind of speckled hair. Um, basically, all he lives for is to look after his elderly mother. You can see throughout the film. I'll go into spoilers, uh, in flashbacks that, you know, he had quite an abusive childhood. There's often shots of him like under the bed, like hiding and his mum's on the floor, like beaten. Um, and so you can tell that obviously he cares for his mum deeply. Um, and f- you know, now he's in adulthood, he's looking after her to make sure that she's obviously not, not doesn't come to any harm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very self-destructive person as well. You see him, uh, self asphyxiate, um, you know, he kind of does things to himself to the point where he might be about to die. So he like self-asphyxiates. He, um, there's a point later on when his mother gets killed by, uh, some henchmen and then he buries her out at sea, but you see him picking up a load of rocks and you think, oh, he's going to weigh down the body, but you actually find out that he's, yeah, he, he's weighing himself down. Mm. So I kind of jumped forward a bit, but the, the, why did, why, who killed his mum and why? So that's what I'll get into. Oh, okay, so yeah, so he's a, he's a hitman, and basically he get, comes into contact with the senator, and the senator says that his thirteen-year-old uh, daughter has been kidnapped by this kind of Taken-style company that are basically pimping her out. Yeah. Um, so Joe goes to find the daughter, finds her, brings her somewhere safe, and is about to meet the father, the senator when he sees on the news that the senator has committed suicide. Mm. Um, you kind of get the impression that the senator didn't commit suicide, but, um, you know, that he was forced to. Mm. So then this, uh, this com- the company, the goons, they come and take the daughter back. Um, uh, and, then, and then, obviously, then Joe's got to go and find her again. But as he's following them around, he goes back to his house and finds out that they've killed his mother. Mm. Um, and then... Yeah, so then he goes to bury her and then, yeah, he weighs himself down to try and basically drown himself because you kind of get the impression that he, ha- he has nothing to live for mm. apart from his mother. Um, and then whilst he's down there, he kind of hallucinates and sees this little girl at the bottom as well. And then that's when he takes the rocks out of his jacket and goes back up to the surface and then has that extra impetus to try and save her again. So, you know, he's kind of replaced his mother with this little girl in terms of someone to look after. Um, And then, you know, he goes to, he finds out where she is, goes to the house and finds the man who's responsible, like dead with his throat cut. And then he he realizes that the girl's kind of defended herself. Um, So, I mean, I've made it sound like that, the the crux of the plot is about the girl. It's really not. That is the most sidelined plot I've ever seen in a film. Mm. So the whole film is about 
Joe, Joaquin Phoenix's character and his mental state. It's all about how self-destructive he is, about how lonely he is, how violent and brutal he is. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, a study on his loneliness and his, his yeah, mental state. Um, and it's, it's actually really interesting. So, like, I thought it was going to be a kind of thriller about him trying to save this girl, which, to a point, it is. But when you think about how much screen time is given over to that, like, he finds her very quickly after the first point, then she gets taken again, and then 20 minutes later, he goes to find her and finds that she's defended herself. So, in plot terms, he's, he's not really done much. But it's all about, yeah, you know, his relationship with his mother, then his relationship with the girl, um, his own self-destruction and also there's a point right at the end when him and the girl are just in a cafe and they're just talking like where do you want to go now he goes I don't know and then I think she gets up to go to the toilet um and uh, he thinks that she's kind of left him so he you see a kind of daydream of him killing himself um and then then like his head's on the floor and then she comes back and she's like oh what's up Joe and he's like oh nothing so it's very kind of sad in that respect but um yeah like the what really got to me about this film is that the sound like the sound design is really really impressive in the sense that there's a lot of kind of disconcordant sounds like screeches and uh they kind of make you feel uncomfortable with they don't really fit with what you're seeing um and it kind of i guess that's i guess reflective of what the character's supposed to be feeling there's not much dialogue there's bits of action but all the killings are mostly done off screen you just see the aftermath of it so it's very again very kind of art housey ponderous but um yeah i'd recommend it okay cool yeah probably it was very hard for me to find somewhere showing it i had to go and i i couldn't use my odium pass i had to go to curzon cinema in wimbledon oh really yeah oh. yeah wait but, uh, why couldn't you because there wasn't a Wim- uh, an odium within 10 miles of us showing it. Oh, you should have asked me. Why? I've got the uh, other Odeon Pass. The Central London one? Does that not work? Yeah, but I didn't want to pay to go into Central London. Would that not work? Wait, I still don't understand why it wouldn't work in Wimbledon. I swear we've used ours at Wimbledon. No, Wimbledon weren't showing it. Oh, shit. So where'd you go? Curzon's a separate cinema. Where's that? It's above the HMV in Wimbledon. Sorry, right, I'm with you now. I thought Curzon was like some other place. Like, yeah, Curzon's a separate So it's a, it's a cinema. cinema, right, okay, yeah. right, with you, with you, with you. Just like others view, blah, 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 cinema world. Was it not a view either? No. Crazy. I know. It's very it's very niche. It's a bit like that film. Still, though, you'd think, like... Oh, well. No, this, yeah, is, this is our Odin agenda, man. Like, they're not, they're not even showing mum and dad, like that Nicolas Cage one. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see that. Yeah, so do I. I have to get it on DVD now. Is it not at any Odeon? Well, yeah, but I don't want to go into central London to watch it. Because uh, the, so the, the whole point is I don't want to pay to get there to then pay. Or even yeah. pay extra. But yeah. I, I mean, I was willing to pay extra to see you never really here, but. Yeah, not mum and dad. Fair enough. Oops, you've been quiet, mate. What have you been watching? Oh, he hasn't. Look at him. He's not quiet. He's, re- he's brewing up for Storm, mate. I watched, um, I watched Batman yesterday, the 1989 one. Oh, yeah. First time you've seen it? Yeah. What's, who's the villain in this one? Joe Joker. Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, first time I've seen it. Um, <laughs> for for the time, it's okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But for, you know, obviously we're in 28, this film's almost 30 years old, so. Almost, yeah, for almost 30 years old, so 
when I was watching it, I, like some of this, the action sequences, I'm just like, oh my god, this is t- <laughs> this is terrible, and like the they you'll see they shoot the way they shoot the gun. There's a lot of gunshots in this film, and just like the way they shoot it and the way someone reacts to being shot, it's just it's so bad. And I was it's just, cheesy almost. Yeah, it? it's quite. It's quite. Who's cheesy. the Batman in that one? It's Michael Keaton who plays um, Batman, but. He's the most unlooking Bruce Wayne I've ever seen in any Batman film. <laughs> he just duck, like I think it's his hair. His hair's very like, like it's not very full mm. and it's kind of curly. It's kind of got like a Jerry curl thing going on. And, it, and I feel like I always picture Bruce Wayne as more like slipped back, yeah. you know, kind of like James Bond. Full head of hair, yeah, like full yeah. head of hair, you know. And his hair is like quite curly and fluffy. And I was watching, I was thinking, like, mm, doesn't really, doesn't really work. And the scenes when he's Batman are just like, like, <laughs> like right at the beginning, he kind of just like. Obviously, you know, it's 1989, so it's not going to be great, but he kind of just, like, floats down. He doesn't really move very quickly. And then, like, right at the beginning, some he gets, like, shot straight away. And he gets, like, shot, like, five times. And he's, like, on the floor. And then it pans back to the... the uh, what's it called? The criminals. And then it goes back to Batman. He's not there. And he jumps... Like, it's just really quite... Kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of shit. What made you watch it? Um... Do you know what? I actually don't know. I think I, cause I saw it, on, it was on, um, I was just browsing through um, Scargo and it was on Sky Movies. I thought, oh, I've never seen any of the old ones before. So I thought I'd get, try and watch it and see. And it, I think it had, it had, um, it had a half decent rating on, um, on the internet. I think on IMDb, I think it was like a seven point something. So I thought, oh, well, must be all right. So I'll try and give it a go. But you know, it, it, it was all right. I feel like, um, so like the way they, if you go, you guys have seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, the way they make the joke, I suppose, is the kind of way they do it in the killing joke, that that whole um, falling into those chemicals and all that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. And uh, that, that, bit was, that bit was pretty cool, because obviously I've seen the killing joke, so it was nice to like, get the connecting things there. But then Jack Nicholson just kind of, obviously maybe it's the chemicals, but they don't really explain it. He just kind of goes mental and starts, like, you know, killing people and shit. And like, I just didn't really get, get why he was, going, he was going so crazy. I feel like he's kind of like... Excuse me, like overacting a little bit, mm. trying to play the Joker. But his, obviously, you know, you get, um, obviously, I'm going to compare his Joker to Heath Ledger's Joker. And his Joker, Jack Nicholson's Joker, was very, like, um, more, like, uh, comic like, I would say, like, more comic. Camperal, isn't it? Yeah, very campy, exactly. Um, and, but he, but he, he was decent. I, I really hated the whole thing he did with his mouth. Yeah, and, make it like, stretch oh, around. Oh, God, it was so, like, it was just white. Look at me, looking at him, it was winding me up. But, um, yeah, and then. Uh, I mean the storyline was was alright you know but it's, it's a decent film you know I might watch the, the one of the sequels but I'll see how that goes uh, if you're, you're going to watch any of them I'll watch the one with Mr. Frozen that's the one that I what, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah that's, I think that's, the, that's the fourth one yeah so I don't know or oh, maybe it's the third one actually I don't know but yeah I don't know I might, I might, I might give, it, give another one a go but that didn't it was it was all it was just about alright but I prefer pretty much every Batman film I've seen to that, apart from Batman v Superman. Okay. Mm. Well, let's tackle one of our listener questions. So, Nee on Twitter very kindly asked us um, to discuss the best power couples in TV. Easy, man. Well, we can extend it to film and we can also just talk, rather than power couples, which may limit it a bit, we can talk about, like, iconic duos. Um, so, thanks very much for getting in touch, Nee, And, uh, of course... Uh, anyone else who wants to ask us a question can tweet us at YSC Podcast 17 and we're also on Facebook and uh, Instagram under your average critics. 
But first of all, should we go with... Um, we'll, we'll tackle his core question, which was power couples in TV. Yeah. So, go. First one that comes to your head, power couple. The first one that comes to my head was Frank and Claire Underwood. Okay, and what makes them such a good power couple? They were so. Or are they a good power couple? I think they were when they were both in sync. They were a great power couple because they were both devious, both scheming. They were both pretty much always on the same page. And I feel like maybe less with Frank than with Claire, but Claire always like even if if Frank did something that she like kind of didn't know about or you know didn't fully approve, she would always just go with it like because kind of like there was a there was a trust there between the two yeah or is it subservience maybe because i don't i feel but like I feel he like was I the f- dominant person within that probably couple. but i feel like she thought this this partnership has gotten us this far so i trust him to that he, yeah, he's I, making I, will get us to where we want to be i feel like they used each other just as much as one another mm. okay and do you feel like their power couple status was um maintained throughout the series so obviously right at the beginning the first couple of series anyway are the best in my opinion but whether the quality of the series diminishes or not, does the does the does their status as a power couple remain? Well, yeah, cause, because their relationship kind of breaks down, and that's because that's quite a core part of the storyline for the seasons three to five. I would say their I suppose their status as power couple kind of like dwindles a little bit. How do you just how do you determine a power couple though? Are they a power couple because they're stronger together, or are they a power couple because they're two powerful people? No, it's the couple. The, yeah. the couple, strong, the, 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 the duo okay. has to be itself strong. Okay. Strong and stable. Um, so do you feel then that actually the decline in quality of the series is intrinsically linked to their relationship? Yeah. That's one of the things I, don't, I didn't like about the series is when their relationship started failing, I was like, oh, this is a bit, this is annoying. Because they were like, I wanted them two to be like, you know, up there they bounce well off each other. Yeah, so exactly. like having that negativity, like especially yeah. from Frank, like he is negative, but to have it so... Like full on was a bit like, oh right, you are you you are an arsehole, but you are actually really really an arsehole, like kind of thing. <laughs> like, it's hard to explain. Like we always knew he was an arsehole. We always knew but he was kind of maybe mellowed a bit by Claire. Yeah, and then Claire could like. Then gone full on cunt. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And like, I think, I think Claire was like the only person who like he was like kind of like kind of normal around, I guess. Mm. And so she kind of like brought the best out in. The best him, and he was himself as well almost like yeah. she knew he was manipulative and de- devious and they they both had bad habits together i.e the cigarette smoking yeah. like they don't smoke but they do smoke kind of thing and they do it together mm. would you argue that maybe frank and um doug doug were a power couple or no. frank and <laughs> no doug is the most subservient i love doug but doug he's is like a straight yeah, dog mate literally yeah. he's like like i don't i think frank and Claire barely give a fuck about Doug. And, they, I think, and I think they barely have a leash on him as well. The mm. only reason is because he wants to lick their bum. Mm. True. But like so that. are there any other examples of power couples where... Tons, mate. Where the, but the, the decline in that relationship has led to the decline in the quality of the show? That's a good question. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chuck. Chuck and Sarah. Okay. Think what made them a power couple? Because isn't he just himself power they weren't originally but there's a season or two seasons where they're a power in my eyes they're a power couple because she's a, she was she's always been a strong leading actress in it and they were he loved he loved her and then it was kind of like that was that was good that was a good story i like that and then when they got together it was really good but then it kind of like broke apart wait am i getting the seasons mixed up one of the seasons wasn't that good because... no do you know what take it back when they were like a super power couple like they were both he was like a proper secret agent. She was always a secret agent. They had loads of money. That's the decline of the season. 
season five is the the not so good season. I'd okay, say. and then it got better when they broke up. That was better when they were having their love interest and they got together and they he was still like training to become this super spy and right. They had their struggles and then when they had the money, they still had the struggles. <clears throat> Actually, scrap that all together. It's just because of the, it was just the plots really. Take it back. They had power couple though, Myers. So what about? Show. Power couple. There's a few <coughs> in Game of Thrones, you could argue. Yeah. So, Rob and Ned? No. They're a you know, duo. They're Rob and power. Ned? No. Yeah, they won the battle, no, didn't man. they? they no, Oh, I thought you meant Rob Stark. No, Ro- oh, okay, King Robert. Yeah, Robert Aaron. He dies after like five episodes. I so. know, but they were, they were a That's not a power couple. couple we can see, though. Would you... So, Jamie and... Uh, Jamie and Cersei. Jamie and Cersei. Yeah. So just to call it in the, the, But are they a couple? Because they're not they officially are. together. They are a couple. <laughs> yeah, but... They're a couple. Making nasty, aren't they? So. That means that someone's nasty. a couple because they're making nasty. Knocking boots. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I would class them as a couple. Would you say... I don't know. But are they the key power couple? In Game of Thrones? In Game of Thrones. Because obviously now you've got the hint of like... Um, uh, Khaleesi and Jon Snow, but... Mm. Well, they're, they're, but that's only recent. Aren't they the only couple? Well, no, because you got like Ned and Catelyn. You yeah, got... but yeah, but they were never a power couple. No, that's what I'm saying. Ned was the powerhouse, and he got Ramsay and Sansa. <laughs> <laughs> he was but, um... a power couple on his own, wasn't he? Mm. No, there's not really. Not to be honest, there's not really that many couples. Like Sansa gets married. Well, he, her and that guy. I've forgotten his name, and then she. Gets boot... No, no, that wasn't Ramsay. She's been with quite a few people in the series, but the three people she's been with, have all been like. Almost using her yeah. or beating her. Oh, Tyrion as well. Tyrion. Yeah. Oh, four. The guy with the moustache as well. She kills him oh, last Baelish. season. Oh, I don't really count that as a, her being with him. No. But, in a sense, they were a power couple, I suppose, because they were doing stuff and she was telling him, oh, you've got to send people here. And he was like, oh, I love you, so I'll send people there. Bran and Hodor. <laughs> well, Brains and brawn. Well, that's technically a trio, I think, because you'd say that girl's with him for most part yeah, of it as true. well. Can't remember her name. Mira. Mira. Yeah. But yeah, so Jamie and Cersei, are Dungeons they like peak about, power couple? Because they were conniving. What about, what about Tyrion and his right-hand man? Bronn. Bronn, Bron. yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah. But then Bronn... Betrayed no, him. Yeah. Well, you're not really, but he kind of, you know... Arya and the Hound for that one season. <laughs> yeah. But Jamie and Cersei have been throughout, like, consistent. Whether they... So, up until this season. This season, though. Yeah. yeah. Up until, whether, up until this season well, yeah, whether I they've agree. been physically together or you not they still kind of had that relationship and that kind of conniving you know they, they, they're ride or die for one another no nah, Jamie's ride or die Cersei's not Cersei's not ride or die Jamie is so does that mean they're not oh, good... was not now so does that mean was. they're not a power couple then because they're but not they're, both they're, in... now. they're not a power couple not now no but would they even but they were I think. if they're both not in it to the same extent are they still a power couple I think so okay. I, think, I think I think they are because I would argue that with um, Frank and Claire, I would argue that um, um, what's her face? Claire is is more into well at the beginning of the season was more into the relationship than Frank was because Frank was like going out cheating her and shit like that. So, but they were still a power couple in my eyes. So I don't think that you need like two absolutely equal amounts of you know of yeah. power. But you need they know they both need like okay, they both I would say they both kind of need to be like ride or die, but. I would say Jamie was like a nine on the ride of dark scale up until, you know, Cersei started going crazy. And Je- and Cersei was like, you know, like a six or seven. But now they're both at like three or four. I feel like their relationship is like going to crumble. No. Okay. What about power? Do they have power couples? Well, I would say, y- yeah. 
Uh, Ghost and Ghost and Tommy is a is a power couple in itself to be fair because them two just run shit basically and they have done well apart from like a little spell but pretty much had done for like the whole season Ghost and it's pretty much Ghost plus one does that make it still power couple if it's just Ghost Cause yeah he, you can have some one, one person can be part of multiple power couples yeah, I guess yeah so I guess Ghost, you'd have to tell us well yeah so Ghost and Tasha was because Ghost and Tasha just like like they both knew each other's job that they just like. Tasha was like, yeah, I'm going to look after the kids, the finances, da, 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 and Ghost, you go out and do all the drug and business shit, and then we bring it together. They both knew each other's routine. They've had each other down. and they So Tasha was ride or die up until Ghost started, <laughs> up until Ghost started cheating on her. Tasha was ride or die. And I think, I feel like Ghost was as well until he saw his, you know, his high school sweetheart and all that, all that okay. nonsense. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good power couple. Would you um, say maybe Jessica Jones and Luke Cage? No. Uh, what, what about what about um uh Walter White and uh what's his face? And uh Jesse. Jesse, yeah, no, to be <laughs> fair. But then that was always a very kind of like master servant relationship. Mm. I don't feel like I, they were that equal. Mm. Um and he certainly wasn't a power couple Skylar. She was no, she was fucking she was waste. Bitch. She was waste. That could have that could have been a power couple if she hadn't been such such a waste man. Waste woman, sorry. <laughs> What about JD and Turk? <laughs> if we can cap- like, I wouldn't say this is just. I feel like we're venturing into just good couples. Just good couples now. now. Yeah. So JD and Turk. JD and Turk is my more, probably my favorite on like TV slash film bromance like that I've, of any show that I've watched. If not, it's definitely like top three. What makes it that special? They're just so they like they just know each other so well and like I don't know. I don't think I don't think I'm. I know anyone who knows me, who knows you, probably will ever know me as well as them to know and love each other. Like more than I feel like they love each other more than their wives love them. Yeah. And I think that's just like it's just a nice thing. It's just a nice thing to see. I think it adds to like, it adds to like the comedy of the show. How well they know each other and like, um, I don't know, just like the connection they have and like you know, good. It's a good. It's a good friendship. How important is it to a show or even a film? Well, actually, I guess more a show because it is long, you know, got long, the longevity of it's more. How important is it that there's a, a key duo rather than mm. uh, just a solo individual person? Um, I think in sitcoms, I think you do need duos to kind of keep up rather than main characters. But I think for like dramas and stuff, I think you, I think it's okay to have main characters and it's just like kind of like them facing everything else. Okay. Whereas I think for sitcoms, so like with Friends, you've got like Joey and Chandler and uh, Community, you've got Troy and Arbed and obviously like you know um, Scrubs, you've got JD and Turk. I think it's good to have like little relationships or even um, Winston and what's his face? No, not Winston. Nick and um, Schmidt in Nougat. Oh, yeah. It's good to have like. Ah. Uh, Jake Peralta and yeah, Jake um, Boyle exactly. Boyle, yeah, so like yeah, it's good. They're to... a power couple, man. <laughs> they're right on. I don't think they are right on, but I don't think they're. I don't think they're a power couple. <laughs> <laughs> they would do anything. Uh, they get they shit would. done. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But um, yeah, I think it is important to have it because you need to have other in sitcoms. I think you think you need to have kind of like other places of focus rather mm. than just like you know the main character because. And they need to, to have something to bounce off of, really. Yeah, exactly. Because that's where the comedy comes from, doesn't yeah, it? Definitely. Okay. Cool. Well, can you think of any others? Just that really key ones? Um, what, is this TV couples or just power couples? Power. Power couples. Mm. Um, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of any, to be honest with you. 
No, as usual, we're probably probably missing probably yeah. missing some up. Loads. What about um, Tobias Whale and Lady Eve? No, Lady Eve. Have you watched last episode of Black Lightning? No. Okay. No. All right. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Um. Uh, no, I was Cat and Alfie. Cat and Alfie, yeah, you said that. Cat and Alfie. Alfie is a great show. Running the fucking that Queen Vic. That is a great like, show. Absolute dog. Phil and Grog. Phil and Grog, oh, mate. Yeah, that's oh, East Cat and Alfie is a great show. EastEnders have had some yeah. power couples, man, like Max Branning and. Uh, and everybody's and everyone. Everyone, everyone he's banging. <laughs> Max and Stacey's a solid power couple. <laughs> Although Stacey and. Um, what's his son called? Bradley. Bradley. Oh, like, RIP. Ship that, innit? Rest in peace, Bradley. Gone too soon. Gone, gone but never forgotten. Queen Vic and Tracy. No, oh, was it is she in the cap? Queen Vic? The pub? Yeah, because remember, there's that one woman. She's an extra. Oh, the extra Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. it's Tracy. It's Tracy. She, yeah, sorry. You can't she remember. She anymore, you know? What? Yeah, she's gone. Oh, but no, yeah, what? she was like the extra and never got any lines. It was her and that, and that black guy in the market. Yeah. <laughs> with the, 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 the Ronaldo cup. <laughs> and he never got lines. I can't remember his name, but he never got lines. That's a sick job, though. You didn't have to stay, but you just got to be there, like, pulling pints and shit. That's great. That's just, I remember when she occasionally did get the odd line. You're like, shut the fuck up, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, should we go into film, then? Um, yeah, are there any, like, iconic power couples that you can think of? <sighs> Cap and Bucky. Cap and Bucky. Um, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah, the mm, Men in Black. Men in Black, yeah. Um, well, they're called H and K, is that right? Or J and K? Yeah, J and K, J and K. Um, I suppose this is not really a power, suppose more a power trio, but um, Harry, Hermione, and um, Ron. Oh yeah, nice little trio there, power, power. Um, uh, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of guys. This is this is quite bad, but um, Dominic and um, what's his face? Dominic uh, from Fast and Furious and oh yeah, Paul Walker's bastard on Paul. Walker. Yeah, um, I should probably think of some actual men and women. <laughs> um, even two women. Yeah, or two women. Yeah. Um. Shit, we're so sexist. It's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> we're so sexist. The Powerpuff Girls. Oh, what's happened? <laughs> we're trying to think of um, like uh, power couples with women in. Because oh, because two women. Yeah. yeah. Phil wants it. Phil wants it. I mean, you could technically say the gifted, them three twi- triplets, a power tri- trio. They're quite powerful, and they've pretty yes. much dominated the scene since they've come on. Yes. Um, I mean, does it have to necessarily be? Hmm. Why did you say two male characters? Yeah, we just I mean, keep thinking. All I'm of saying men. is two men. Is, is men, yeah. Oh, like romances, right. rather than you know. So it doesn't have to be romance, I guess. But uh... one day and um and what's his face Maximoff <laughs> for like <laughs> for like ten minutes. I suppose you could say Jessica Jones and her, her and that woman, her friend. They're not really, they're not really a duo, are they? They're just friends. They're they're, they're not like integral to the success of one another. Uh... Oh. We're so sexist. I suppose you could say how no, she's on. She's a power woman. Really. Oh, Tommy and Chucky. Sorry, great, great power couple. <laughs> anyway, what are they from? Rugrats. Oh right. Go, 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 Ben, go. Um, what about um, uh, the two main people in suits? Yeah, oh, them two. Yeah. Harvey Monk. Yeah. It's a good shout. Do you know? Well, I haven't, I haven't watched suits in ages. But the new season of Suits, obviously Rachel's not going to be in it because she's off getting married. And Mark's not going to be in it either. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's going to be... Why well, is he not in it? Is he... I mean, he just, just quit. Oh, really? Yeah. But isn't the whole... Sh- no. 
So that would be interesting. I imagine they're going to move on to some, something else, or some other, some other main focus of the film, um, TV show. Sorry, but yeah, I haven't watched that in time. So, uh, but yeah, women, come on, women. Charlie's Angels. Yes, decent shot. Yeah, they're relying on one another. Mm. That's a good shot. Um, suppose, in a sense, you could say Pitch Perfect. There's power oh. couples in that. I know you don't like it, but... <laughs> nah. <laughs> not for me. That's because of I don't like the film so much, I'm just not even going to ignore them. Oh, man. This is bad. We should have thought about this before we, <laughs> before we started speaking. Um, yeah, no. I've got nothing. Sorry, guys. Well, Sorry, listeners. Get in touch with us. Well, we know that we're missing some obvious ones. So tweet us YC Podcast Seventeen or through Facebook and Instagram under your average. What is the flip of a bromance? What about um? What about uh? Oh no, this is what's this? Oh no, no, never mind, never mind, never mind. Didn't you watch a funny film that you really liked last year? Four women. What girls trip? That's not. That's no. I'm just. I'm just. No, but that's just good chemistry. Is that? I think there's a difference. Not really anything to do with power, though. It's just them being, yeah. them being mates. It's like in between us. I wouldn't call any, any of them like power. No. <laughs> I guess it is more difficult in comedy. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'd say... You could say... Um, oh, oh, What's it called? No. It's four people living in an apartment together. Really pretty woman. A guy who's in love with a... Sex and Another pretty woman, uh, a coach, one that's called Coach. What, new girl? Yeah, can you say the two guys? Four women? It's only two. I didn't say four women. Four people. Oh, no. No, you, you, you said Schmidt. Would you not say I said Schmidt, I said Schmidt. Oh, Schmidt yeah, and, that's what, and yeah. Winston, yeah. yeah. I'm not Winston, Schmidt and Nick. Nick, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I've always said Is it two guys? No. Uh, have you any got anything else you want to mention before you wrap up? Uh, so say, I hope that did your question justice, Nee, and uh, please do. Let us know if we missed any obvious ones that you'd thought of. Oh, Ross and Rachel. Ross I'm and not, Rachel. Not this power couple, it's just a good couple. Good couple. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we'll wrap that up now. So hopefully, send us in all your questions. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. and We'll hopefully, you know, do a bit of research and try and give you a, a decent answer. Um, some good examples. So tweet us at podcast 17 We're on Facebook and Instagram and Do Average Critics. You can also find our content in previous episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, and do tune in next week when hopefully Joe will be joining us. Um, but he's never really here. <laughs>